when I'm listening, I lean back a little bit so I'm not like breathing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Too big. Or three mouth breathers. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Get out Lace up your chucks and pull up your panties. You're listening to Strong and Petty with Devin, Dave, and Tyler. Are you a CPAP guy yet? Actually, are you recording? Okay. I've been I've been going off and on the CPAP. Like Gian tells me that I need it, but honestly, like I have, mine's a hand me down from my mom, so it doesn't work very well. So really? it's it's not set to me. Oh, okay. So I just like sometimes I feel like I'm breathing worse with it, but my, my girlfriend says I like Gian says I really, really need it. You would be a sleep study. Well when I'm sitting like if I'm just like watching TV, I could just like I start snoring right. like this. Yeah. yeah, like she and she asked me, yo, is that to check if I'm still awake? But, but you uh, snore when you're awake. Yeah, just watching TV or yeah, whatever. You yeah, yeah. CPAP. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna argue with it, but yeah. Uh, how old are you now? Uh, 32 now, almost 33. Okay, yeah. I was 31 when I got mine. Yeah, and I'm like, this is so lame. What did you weigh? 260. Yeah, see, I'm. Th- but I'm 5'11. Yeah, that's and I yeah, lie exactly. about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I used to be 5'11. On your back? No, I know for a fact. <laughs> 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 I remember I'm 5'11 and now I'm like and you five, dove off a roof five, ten and a quarter. I'm, five, I'm actually getting ten. taller, which is the crazy thing. I, I feel like I can make one of those like videos. It's just fixing my posture. It's all it is. But I can make one of those YouTube videos where it's like doctors hate this man. Yeah, like I, I grew an inch and a half in two years in my 30s, and I can show you how kind of shit. Episode I, two. I'm, listen to Tyler's growing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm six three and a half now, and I was six two for my like my whole adult life. That's insane. Yeah, just from fixing my posture. Um, you've always been a bit of an enigma. Mm. When we met, you were like this handsome, fit wrestler. And every every time I blink, it's like you put on 10 pounds. <laughs> um, like complete transformation. That was like, I was doing nothing right. Like yeah. nothing right. Like I was drinking. I say, and... I say yeah, like I'm like, oh, you're that, a real piece those... of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true though. I was like. <laughs> is that one of those jokes where you say like, Two things I've just told you is lying one is true. Yeah, yeah. Handsome, good looking, and wrestler. I was definitely, definitely a wrestler. Definitely re- but I was, no, you were, you were like a pretty boy, though. Yeah. Like you you so kind of owned I, that. I met yeah. you after that. Def- well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I was, I was... 2017. Man, I was like drinking and partying and up all night and like not eating anything. And yeah. it was just like nothing that I was doing right should have been conducive to like getting bigger. But it was, I don't know. Yeah. Something's working. Although some of that stuff, I think, <laughs> is conducive. Not the best way <laughs> but it is, is conducive yeah. to getting big, bigger like uh, well what was the philosophy you guys had at the gym and this was something that actually worked burger fatter stronger no yeah that was, yeah, <laughs> that was McDowell's diet he gave me I don't get strong was just can't eat 17 chocolate bars and die yeah. uh, but there was a, a, a thing where we, if we went out drinking the night before we'd hit PRs the next morning that was uh, Amel always doing that my theory with that is you're so miserable the next day <laughs> it's kind of like a form of self harm yeah where you're just like, I'm going to punish myself. Yeah. And you're willing to, to push those boundaries a little bit more because you literally like hate yourself in that moment. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is we all showed up for training. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Saturdays at Stradbrook from like 12 to 4 were some of the best training sessions probably this province has ever seen. <laughs> yeah. um, yep. ten, ten, 10 or so guys. Right. Uh, Quinn, Jordan, and I doing powerlifting. Yep. We probably had eight to ten strongman guys from, from all different levels. 
And the environment was so electric. Yeah. It was like, different. no one wanted to be the bitch. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. And I was for a long time. That's just the role that I... I Were you ever? Like, yeah, for sure. But, but let's... Maybe we should talk do the, the intro before we yeah. get I too far into this. Before, that's why you were the new bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to be... Hi, talking. you're listening to Strong and Petty. Welcome to 20 Minutes Ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're uh, a brand new podcast. Three old friends, yeah. two old lifters, and one young lifter. Uh, with a lot of uh, stories, experience, and hopefully a little bit of knowledge to tell. My name is Dave Beakley, uh, former, I guess, powerlifter. Now uh, just trying to... Former get... powerlifter, form, former drunkest bouncer in all of Winnipeg. I, w- I was a good drunk <laughs> bouncer. Oh, we can get into that later. <laughs> um, beside me is Devin Penner. Introduce yourself. Yeah, Devin Penner. Um, semi-retired amateur strongman extraordinaire. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess I'd be the middle-aged one here. Yeah. It's a little bit about myself. Um, Tyler Sigurdsson. I'm currently in the strongman game. Uh, whether it's competing, I do that. Or if it's organizing stuff with Devin, doing like the, we're doing the strongman corp stuff, which is kind of a problem actually now, because if I, if I was doing this podcast last year before I was like actually involved with strongman corp, I would have, a, I could be a lot more entertaining. I have a lot more to yeah. say, but now yeah. I have to kind of like reel it in a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Now you're a pro. Yeah. You're now right? I, now I got to watch my mouth a little bit, but we're, uh, we are, um, the two organizers for Strongman in Manitoba, and that's that's kind of our current gig right now when it comes to strength sports. And I own Iron Age Gym too. Um, I think what both you guys are doing for Strongman is incredible, and I, I think uh, there was a period when we were all training. I say we like I was doing anything. I did a couple shows, but there's a period where we were all training when it was really strong, and then I feel like it died off for a while. Yeah, there are a couple. Bad um, McDowell stopped competing. Wade skipped town. Uh, Ammo fell off uh, the flat end of the earth. Yeah. Yep. Um, I got injured. I was out. And there was a bit of a lull. Um, yeah. And I think what you guys are doing now uh, is incredible for strong men. Yeah. I mean, there was like a weird kind of dead period where. Which years were those? 2018, 19, 20, 21, maybe. It was a a pretty long stretch, honestly. Even 2017 was only one comp. Yeah, because, you know, in in terms of in the city, like, McDowell's was the only spot that was was really, like, doing strongman, or at least was doing it worthwhile. So once that sort of went away, and even Midtown, like, McDowell himself was less interested in strongman, and he was really the captain of the ship, right? So when you, we just needed someone to, to be willing to take, to take up that role. And I wasn't ready yet. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't knowledgeable or involved enough yet. And Devin was just kind of coming into his own too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, within a, within a year or two from that, we sort of found ourselves in a position where we were like, all right, like, we can do this now. No one can come to us and be like, who the fuck are you guys yeah. when it comes to this? No one can come to us and be like, well, I'm actually the guy for Strongman in Manitoba because the guys who were that are done and the guys who are trying to do Strongman now have nowhere to do it. So I'm happy that we can kind of like supply a place like whether it's St. Malo in, excuse me, training ground in St. Malo for the rural guys or us in Iron Age for the, the city guys. Yeah. And just try to have it so it's uh like it's just something there for people. Like it's like yeah. it's a it's a hobby sport. It's a niche sport for most people. Yeah. So it's like it's not fun if you have to like you have to travel eight hours to go to Saskatoon to compete when you're like I'd love to do one just in Winnipeg. You know what I mean? So it's it's more yeah. fun that way for everybody. But we used to have to do that. I mean, I like it. I like, like traveling. Like yeah. I like doing oh, that stuff. some of those road trips yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. Um, but going going to Regina or I don't know if you've ever done. I don't know if either of you guys have ever done Duberville. Nope, no, I never did. No, and I was around in that time. Oh man, I did Fort Francis Pro. 
Okay, for for Francis is great. Yeah, and I took last with a dominant performance. <laughs> <laughs> you solidified last. Yeah, there was no me and Ben Thompson fought for maybe I did take second last. I forget, but we were fighting for the last spot together. There's no way you guys weren't the two shortest guys in that competition. <laughs> yeah, we were, it was horrible. <laughs> no way. We got, um, oh, it was bad. I did a Fort Francis show when I was kind of figuring out what my iron sport was. Mm. And, uh, oh my goodness, his name just left. Luke Scarab? Not Luke. Um, like one of the guys from Ontario? I think it's Dave something. No, he's from Minneapolis. Dave Oslin. Oh, Dave Oslin. Oslin. Yeah. Competing against Dave Austin, world's strongest man competitor, six yeah. foot eight. <laughs> yeah, and it hit me that it was it was not the right sport for me. And <laughs> the the thing that was my Achilles' heel in strongman is what I love most about it is that well, I guess now there is, but at the time there were no weight classes. Right. It wasn't the world's strongest man at two forty two. Right. And it wasn't the world's strongest man at two seventy five. It was strongman. It was the strongest guy. Yeah. In the parking lot that day. That took me some getting some like warming up too for myself. Just I mean the weight classes. Yeah, because I'm like because I'm I mean I'm a heavyweight. Like I yeah. right even when I was like my lightest competing I was 260. Yeah. yeah. So I've always kind of been like oh well you should be big to do the sport and obviously that's you know that's a pretty narrow mind narrow minded view of it I can I can understand that now but at the time I wanted everyone to be big and strong. Yeah. And now it's like okay you don't have to necessarily be six foot four and and 300 pounds to do this sport like now there's there's more options and stuff and. Well, I kind of I'm still, I'm still coming same. around to the idea in some ways. But. I still feel the same, though. Like, yeah. I, I'm okay with the weight classes. Yeah, of course. Like, I like the weight classes. Okay. But, like I said to you, I, I was never – I mean, this year I, I won the Manitoba one. But I was never satisfied with any of my 105-kilogram wins because it wasn't an open win. Well, that's the thing is that it, it Even shouldn't, I knew, it like, shouldn't oh, be a code to be shitty. Yes. If you're like, I've been doing 105 because I am a, a bitch. Like, that's not yeah. suitable or like yeah. not it's not good enough. And that was my issue with it was that what people would be like – I'm doing lighter weight classes because I can't hang with the big guys. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of guys now who can like, you know, you look at the, like uh, Isaac Mays, he yeah. can, he's amazing and he's a 105 guy. These guys are like, it used to be code for shitty. There'd yeah. be guys who were at the, the Winkler shows or whatever, where there would be all the heavyweight guys and they'd be like, oh yeah, and this guy won the U105 category that I didn't even know was happening. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, 180 pounds and, and got zero on every event except for one. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was well, code you, for, for being shitty. Sandor Bassa. I still chat with him yeah. on occasion. What what is what is you know he's getting a matter of what is what what is he five foot seven five five six small yeah chiseled he, like massive guy mm-hmm. but he competed on all the shows that I bunched him in the early like 2010 11 12 and I was around there and he he, he did decent but as soon as he did stone over bar at 56 inches he had a shoulder <laughs> thing or go off his head uh, field stone to platform in Winkler was my awakening right where I'm like I'm putting this at face level <laughs> and other guys are putting it like Dave chest, Austin does just put, level. just laps it yeah and you're like I have to be significantly stronger j- just to complete the lightest stone right because I'm on my tippy toes like I'm reaching for a cookie in the cookie yeah. jar <laughs> yep and uh, I don't love the weight classes but if they keep it up, it's two, right? No, no, there's, no. There's like, is there? Oh, Strongman Corp. We've got. Uh, what do we got? We got there's, under. There's, there's U80, U90, U105, U120, like and then there's open. That's the power. Yeah, U120 thing. is the other one, right? U120 is. I don't. It's pretty much the heavyweight guys. Oh, they're gonna hate me. The heavyweight guys yeah. weighing strong enough to play with guys like Tyler who wants their own weight category. So it's We're like, in oh, Bin cave right yeah. now, so they have yeah. to come find you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the guys who want to be in heavyweight 
but they're not quite they don't think they're strong enough yet so they'll just quickly go under that scapegoat there yeah uh, so I didn't know there were that many because that became my beef uh, with powerlifting and turned me off the sport is that everyone gets a trophy right like you can be yeah. a mediocre lifter go to nationals and get second and you, you're like I got second I got a silver medal but you're second out of two right yeah, yeah absolutely you know what I mean yeah and it's these participation trophies where four or five weight classes are are more than enough oh yeah for um, sure and with strongman I, I think two like 220 and under 221 and over yeah I think it's plenty. And yeah. if you're 222 and you're like, well, it's not fair, get bigger. Right. Or get smaller. Like, yeah, exactly. There's, yeah. there's no room for this bitch-assness of fair or not. That's the way Just, it was when we started. I remember showing up to McDowell's and I'm like, I was too, I don't know what it was, 230 at the time. Yeah. Like and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do again? Wait, Chris, like, how do I? And he threw me at like a, a king's, you and him both did, like a king-size fucking arrow bar and a <laughs> chopped coffee crisp bar. And then I think went and got fast food. You better eat that all in one sitting. Yeah. And then uh, with the help of some dieting tips, I gained like 20 pounds in yeah. like 21 days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was some serious water retention. I, remember, I didn't see you for two weeks. I showed up and I was just like, yeah. <sighs> walking around and, be, and I told him, what the hell happened? I'm like, oh, you said gain weight, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Little Caesars Hot and Ready were my go-to when I had to pack weight on. That was what I was using last year. Oh, it's the best like, for like for, for, the... for Canadians. I was doing, and I, you were eating a bowl of freaking ice cream every night. Yeah, because I would drive by Little Caesars on my, home, my way home from work, and then I would try to like f uh, finish it earlier every time on my ride home. Like I would like have a Set street. Goals. Yeah, like I would have a street where I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I finished it by X Street, so now I want to finish it X Street earlier. Amazing. So you're like stacking them, eating them all at like one bite, like yeah. like three at a time or whatever, and trying yeah. to make it happen. I just feel like shit every day when I got home. My girlfriend's there, like, oh, it's so nice to see you, and I'm just shut the fuck up, like yeah. get like get away from yeah. me, <laughs> bloated and shitty. Uh, Wendy's was was another one. I had a hard time breaking 220 and maintaining it. Yeah. Every time I'd I'd get to 220. It's like I would get sick and my body was trying to tell me, like, <laughs> you shouldn't be heavier than this. Yeah. And three nights a week, I would go to Wendy's. I'd get a crispy chicken combo, two bacon double cheeseburgers and a Frosty. I'd, I'd legitimately, like, no exaggeration, eat it in bed, roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got to, like, 235. Slow no the digestive process, I swear. Right? You know yeah. you know what's funny that I remember was um, when we were at the old gym, there was a... A family that we used to train there and they had their daughter who was like a big like a big girl mm -hmm. and uh that's not really neither the here nor there thing but she was like so adamantly opposed to making any changes in her life that would like improve her situation i'm like yeah. you don't you know what i'm talking about uh tell me after the show yeah it was husband and wife and their daughter you'll you'll know as soon as i say it afterwards but anyway she was like well you were kind of like trying to sit with her and be like okay like you're you're here you're in the gym you're three days a week like you should be losing some weight like this is what you like that's what your goal is whatever so it's like, what are you doing that's like, that might be stopping this? And then you found out that she would have a Slurpee every night before she went to bed. Like that was like her, her bedtime routine. And I remember you saying to her, you were like, that sounds like a, like a strong man, like secret cheat code to gain weight. Like <laughs> that's, that's something like, I would say. He's like, that's something that Dom would do to gain weight would be yeah. have a Slurpee before bed every fucking night. Like, are you insane? Yeah. And uh, I mean, the only reason I say it is because she knew it was wrong too. She wasn't trying to be like, oh, I had no idea. But yeah. it was just like, like... <laughs> The strong man 
weight gain secrets are always like that's always like the, the funniest things about strongman now because it's like i mean it feels kind of dated now honestly like you yeah. don't i don't think a lot of guys do it that way anymore no um one of my guys make it to the top you see this million times so make it to the top doing that diet yeah they win a couple competitions then they suddenly change their diet get leaner you see yeah. some of the top guys do it and suddenly well, no, that's not healthy this is the way this is where you should be doing it but then yeah. then, then they, they kind of falter off from the top totally. real quick when they totally. do that everyone this, this is the beginning yeah. of my character arc where i'm doing like the mark bell thing you're where incredible. yeah like in a couple of years you, you guys, start rapping on well Instagram? you you guys will be replaced by like super sexy jack black guys and then this will be my podcast with them talking about yeah. like like keto or whatever the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll alienate myself from all the powerlifting people and all the strength people that like me and i'll just start talking if about you start jogging bullshit. down the street <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, i'll get hair you're hair not on this podcast anymore hair implants or whatever the fuck you do Tyler, you're five minutes late. Sorry, I jogged here. <laughs> <laughs> As he unvelcros his ankle weights. Yeah. Uh, training. Just you lifting weights. What got you into that? You start with me? Oh, either or. Yeah, what did I start with? Um, 2008, I would have started in the gym. Um, so a little bit of detail here. I was, uh, what had happened there? Leading in 2008, I'll give you a little backstory of what got me into it. I had got a, I was just recently married, actually 2008, I think. Shit, 2012. Yeah. Yeah, it's 15 years this year with the old ball and chain. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was married in August of 2000. Anyways, um, just for that, I had gotten a, a car dropped on me. We had lifted a car, a Volkswagen, a six, seven, or eight of us, whatever it was. Flipped it on side. Everybody let go but me because no one said we're letting go. The damn thing fell on me. Messed me up, surgeries. Broke my, it separated my foot and stuff. I tried walking away. Of course, couldn't walk because nothing was held together anymore. Well, chances are they said they were letting go, but you were talking. Possibly, were possibly, possibly yeah. Yeah, so I, I was in the hostel and whatever else. And you're like, I'm never getting crushed by a car again. And you start, start Dude, fucking pumping iron. I did the Winkler show. I did the Winkler show. We had to flip a car, and I had, like, PTSD going yeah, out the car. Yeah, I can't yeah. do this, man. It's going to fall on me. With Bobby Boucher on it. <laughs> so we had... Uh, I had gotten injured, yada, yada, and I had gained 50 pounds in three months. Now, part of that's due to my buddy Kevin, who would, because he was sick at the time, too. He was puking like 20 times there. So it was something stupid, and they couldn't figure out why. So he was off work. I was on bed rest. So he would bring me DVDs and a tube of cookie dough on the daily. <laughs> and I sat there eating cookie dough, and uh, Danielle was there always helping me. She had to bathe me. We weren't even married at that point. Anyway, so that got me really depressed because <laughs> I was fat. Add in some family shit um, with my personal side of my family which you guys know more than than most We've, yeah got married. you were there for that <laughs> yeah teddy bobs that'll all come out teddy bobs we'll talk yeah. about that and uh so then i remember coming home one day and i had collectors calling me because i was injured for so long and when they gave me the okay to start walking with 60 pounds of weight they took off my cast like okay, you can go walk 60 pounds of weight i climbed i went and climbed ladders the next day because i was on verge of bankruptcy collectors calling i had no money left i was actually uh I had like different accounts. I was hiding money in from the banks and from from from, from CRA and stuff just to keep things Talk going. About that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it was all legit. I, I filed delete, all legit. Delete, but, delete, delete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, 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 no. We're just kidding. Anyway, so I had came home one day. I was so depressed and I was fat and I was uh, couldn't do anything. Couldn't walk properly. I was stuck in work with 24 seven to be able to stabilize my foot enough and keep the swelling intact. And I just came home and I was crying on the living room floor. Uh, I literally was. I don't know, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it's true though, right? Like, you you old, old, fat, naked, yeah. crying fat, on the naked floor. Fat, naked man, yeah. And it was, there's pictures of me on my Facebook. And it's crying? Not, it's not pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Pictures of you crying on the yeah. floor. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. But I looked at the wife and I'm like, 
two, two options there. I'm like, A, I'm going to blow my head off. <laughs> I'm like, B, I get antidepressants. Or C, I, I go to the gym. What do you mean gym? Like, I've been looking up shit on my... I didn't even, yeah, I, had a, I think I had a flip phone. Probably the Motorola Razor back then. I don't know if I had internet on that thing. But um, I'm like, the, the positive release of endorphins from exercise will help with depression. And I hate antidepressants. I've seen the negative sides of... Every doctor be like, no, no, oh, you're, you're having a bad day? Fuck, here's some antidepressants. Take these for the next six months and be addicted. So I went to the gym. 2008, I started in St. Pierre Gym, just as a hometown gym. Of course, you're embarrassed, right? First in the gym, this fat slob was just probably still crying when he got there. <laughs> <laughs> crying in the parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> Wiping my tears, which are all running into my rolls. And uh, so embarrassed, I wear sweaters. You know, like the typical, hey, I just started the gym. I'm too embarrassed to go to the gym thing. And then I have never left since. I went there 2008 till 2010. Watch, I was in Saper Gym for 2008 to 19, I think. I ended up being on the board of directors there. It was a co-op gym in, in small town St. Pierre, Manitoba. I helped build their addition. I helped draw a lot of people in. Um, then I ended up coming to McDowell's 2010. Well, I was working out at the farm in Winkler, or in Altona, with uh, Brent Ham. He got me into strong. Chris Reimer from Steinbeck actually asked me to go, and I went and met Brent, Brent there. And the first thing he made me do was a tire flip. So I'm still just as fat, yeah. right? Like, nothing's changing. And uh, even though I went to the gym, I wouldn't dare look at the cardio section. I mean, my left eye might have while my right ear was looking at the weights, but I wasn't intentionally looking at it. Yeah. Devin actually invented panoramic view. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can literally stare at you guys and see both eyes, no problem. Can you see out of both eyes? I can, I can see out of both eyes. Like, like I said, if I'm looking at the camera, I can see the chair beside you and I can see the peach schnapps over there at the same time, but I can't focus them. Wow. So whichever eye I choose to look out of, yeah, it focuses. I can choose which eye to focus. It's kind of like but a superpower. I can't focus both. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Is, I, I, yeah, can't, yeah. I can't do that. So if I'm annoyed at someone and they want to talk to me, I just look to my left eye to the left. My right eye will stay looking at it, but I'm actually paying attention to what's going on over here. <laughs> so it is a superpower, but yeah. I've never, I've never done that. I've never like put one eye on the wife and the other eye on her sister or something like that. Like, I would <laughs> never cross that line. That's good. Yeah, like I'm just, you know, <laughs> just, just things you don't do, right? Morals. Yeah, mor yeah man, I'm, I'm all about morals. I'm moral guy. I never cross a line in my life. Um, <clears throat> So anyways, went to Brent's, did the, the strama. He like made me flip a tire. Whatever that stupid girl's tire he had in there was. Yeah, the with the shitty, tra like the, oh, the yeah. tractor treads. Yeah, you right? got all black. And yeah. I flipped that thing. I think it made me do it six or eight times the first time I ever tried it. And I'm just dry heaving and dry heaving. It's minus 35. We're sucking diesel fumes from that heater. Because yeah. that's all we had for heat, right? <laughs> yeah. The dust, every time you flipped the, from the chickens, whatever the hell was you in there. You had to there. pee through the hole in the wall. Yes, we did. And if yeah, you had to take a shit, like, Well, my dick bad. wasn't long enough to reach through that hole. So I just kept <laughs> pissing on the plywood, right? Twice <laughs> as wide, but not long enough. Yeah. like. <laughs> Hopefully the stream makes it through. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I went to Stralman then, 2010. Um, then I met you guys all at the farm. We switched to McDowell's gym at the time. It was still McDowell's gym. Um, before it was on uh, Riverdale or Stradbrook, it was the old dungeon. I was training with the football kids. In the garage there. Yeah, so yeah. this would have been when Ammo and Josh Green at the time were still like 12, 13, 14, or 14 years old. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Probably 14, I would think. So I don't think I was that much yeah. older than them. I started there anyways, and so I still have a membership at St. Pierre because I worked in the city, so it was a matter of, I just did both, right? Yeah. Competed 11, 12, went to Westerns. That was my first time at Westerns. Mm. Um, Love that shit. Then I, then I remember sitting in the gym. I want to go for a max bench because I was a good bencher, and that's one thing I had. That's all I had. And McDowell's was coaching me at the time. Well, coaching me. He sent me a workout once a week. Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm benching and I'm like, okay, Chris, I'm gonna go for max bench. And he says, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, I'm going for max bench. <laughs> He's like, you're gonna blow your shoulder out. You don't even know what you're talking about. And he says, well, come see me after you've done your bench. Lo and behold, 
hit a 425 bench and blew my left shoulder. And <laughs> I get up, like, Chris, I can't move my neck. And he's like, yeah, you tore your shoulder. He's like, I fucking told you so. Yeah. I'm like, huh. So that ended strongman for me for walks. Well, I needed surgery. I needed brick. I had a, two tears in it and stuff, and I couldn't move. I couldn't. I, we had a newborn. Yeah. I had a newborn daughter, and I couldn't even hold her. Couldn't even, couldn't even hold her. So that sucked, and yeah, I was a little bitter about that, but <laughs> she bounced back. And uh, so then I went, to, I went to the dark side, got more depressed, and went into bodybuilding. Mm. So I figured, hey, you know what? I mean, if life's over, might as well show what little I've got, I guess. Be sexy. And yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. And you, the thing is, with body, when you can have a great body, but you can't change, this doesn't change yeah. when you lose weight. No. It did, though, because I, I have a chin underneath mm. the three I have. There's one yeah. if you lose enough weight. This beard gives me a false it's, sense. It's I sunken have, in and you yeah. fold laundry. Yeah, because yeah, before yeah. it was just my lip connected to my tits. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just trying to figure out why, right? Like, and uh, so I went into bodybuilding because my best friend at the time, he's like, you can't, you can't dedicate to shit. You can't do a diet. You can't do nothing. I'm like, I'll show you. So I lost 75 pounds yeah. and I made the stage. I would have been like, I'll show you. And then like, and like <laughs> no, went through and like, no, no you're right. Stomach, like, I, yeah, I, I didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ate white fish. I was in the stir mash an hour and a half a day. That's some yeah. depressing shit. Like, you, if you're not suicidal, that'll. that'll okay, you want to talk about crying on the fucking floor? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's what would do that to me. Forty-five minutes morning, forty-five night. I was also working the city, and I was in the, in the process of buying into the company I now own half of, um, all while doing that whole bodybuilding prep. I was sleeping four hours, and I had to get up at three forty-five to make my make the whole schedule work. And I get to bed about eleven, eleven thirty every night. I was just running on. I remember Darren Mailing from Freak Fitness. He was one helped me. He's a good friend of mine, and he's like, Devin, you you're not gonna do well if you don't sleep. I'm like, well, there's not enough hours a day left for me to do what I need to do. Yeah. So we're going to run at four to five hours, and then we're just going to... You're like The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, except... You're exactly like The Rock, yeah, actually. Yeah, except I'm not... We just don't have the same pigment of skin that seems no. to have great genetics. <laughs> you're exactly... No, you're exactly Hawaiian. like The Rock. Yeah, you're, exactly you're, you're exactly like The Rock. Like yeah. The rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if The Rock were poor and had a nice beard, I'd be yeah. him. Anyway, so I did the bodybuilding thing. Of course, I didn't win because I didn't look that great. I mean, I was, I was, I was... In condition, but I just didn't look great. Yeah. Quit that shit because I realized that is not for me. I don't look good in a banana hammock, and uh, I, I still have that thing. I put it on actually. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes life wants role play, right? Like I want to be with the bodybuilder, man. Hey, hey, hey. That's awesome. <laughs> that guy's words so only. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. No, I am One it. thing still fit perfect in that thing, but the rest of it didn't. <laughs> Put it on last year. I think we were having a pool party at our place. I just, oh, that's funny. I just walked out in this banana hammock. That's like, awesome. <laughs> you add in all the the ass tattoos and everything. It's a, it's a pretty pretty good sight. That's awesome. Yeah. So I did the bodybuilding thing. Hated that. Went back to Strong in 2016 and 17. Went to Nash. So the first cast Nationals Canada ever had. Cause we never had a Nationals 2017. 16. 16. I think. 16. We did in Regina, and I made it there. Uh, didn't do. I placed eighth. It wasn't that great. I didn't peak properly which is my fault but uh once that which is great that was great to finally have a national that's kind of the start of strawman in, in in canada it was Sorry, I mean, what I should, year was that 2016 okay so casta was the first federation mm. outside of whatever jf Cron and the guys in quebec because they've always like had an their amateur own, federation yeah they've always yeah. The, quebec's always had their own kind of federation that's high caliber but that's the, the one first, that i'm on now yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really <laughs> fucking went downhill the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just start accepting people from manitoba and, uh, yeah obviously some of the guys in quebec are getting old and retiring yeah, yeah all the quebec guys are yeah exactly <laughs> they already got all the quebec guys pro cards yeah. now they have to give them to somebody else yeah look at the, look at the guy from manitoba <laughs> so we did that and that was kind of what kick-started strongman and there was a lot of drama with cast that happened and then they ended up folding in the last two years ago but yeah Six did that, 17 went, did Strawman. 
again, finished the comp in uh, <laughs> Teaser's parking lot. That was a notorious one. I, was, I forgot about the teaser. Oh man, I, yeah, I, yeah. No one showed up for heavyweight. There's a prime example. No one showed up for heavyweight, so I went up to. I was two fifty at the time, or two forty-five, and there was Drake and there was Big Mike mm -hmm. at yeah. three hundred, right, 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 three hundred, right. three hundred twenty pounds and six foot whatever the hell Mike was. Mike's like six foot six, six foot seven. And Drake like is six yeah. three, six four. I think he's taller than me, so he must be six four. Six five. So he was there, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go with these guys. Um, I ended up placing second. I think I lost first by one point. I think I emceed that one. You did probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you did. Yeah, probably. That was a weird period where McDowell's was like really intertwined with teasers for a while. Like yeah. the, the, yeah. the gym was really intertwined with teasers. Like yeah. me and Dom were working at teasers, yeah. and they're like the owner's te teasers' daughter was like coming and getting training at the mm -hmm. gym, and it was just like it was a, a, a weird synergy. It's right where the oil change place is now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah the that's right. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we did that. I quit that. Then I went into boxing. Did Pan Am boxing. Trained for heavyweight fight to that 2019, I think. Um, and I uh, won that fight, luckily. That was, I did, definitely didn't want to lose the fight. That was good. And then uh, back to Strawman. So, I mean, I've been now in the sport. I guess I started promoting Strawman in 2018. 2018, I did the first show in Gruntel. Yeah. 2019, the second one. I had great shows, they, and they gave me more money. 2020, obviously, whatever. Virus shit. Yep. And 21, and then, uh, but that's not really. So how do you think the government handled the virus? <laughs> 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 Let's really dive in. <laughs> oh. Yeah, with two years or three years retrospect of this, how do we yeah. feel about that? How the, do I uh, yeah. put on my Donald Trump voice yeah, here? And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll avoid those topics. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think they handled it greatly, guys. I mean, uh, <laughs> really, my southern country bush life. Uh, didn't change a bit. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. No, yeah. Weird how the only thing I did was uh, I was able to acquire a significant amount of rifles. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, like the world shut down and people just started selling me guns. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's, what's that? M moonshine? And rifles? Yeah. yeah, man. I was still, it wasn't actually that bad for me. I was, uh, I don't like a lot of people. So that whole time wasn't too bad for me. Yeah. Because for me, to, I'm a homebody. Like we all know that. To get me out of my house Some is not. Type of body. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we call it a pair on stilts. Don't body. Yeah. 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 I mean, I got the pool at home, the bar, the hot tub, the beach volleyball, the gym. I, I got everything, right? Shops. I just built my whole place so I don't have to leave ever. Yeah. Just have everybody. That's why you guys all come to my place. Yeah. Right now, I built the cabin. Come sledding at my place. You got extra slides. Settle down, Manson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not high end stuff, guys. <laughs> like when I say I've got slides, like three 1974 Spitfire 340s, but. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah he, he actually came sledding to my place. I did go. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't ridden a snowmobile in probably 20 years, honestly. Yeah, him and Jan's like, I'm not riding. I'm like, you're riding. Yeah. And Tyler's like, no, she has to ride. And she ended up, she was hilarious watching She was, she was, she was, was time like, of her life, honestly. It yeah. was like this at first in the ditch. I'm like, is she going to learn just to straighten out the, the skis out or what? Yeah. It was just, we are just darting everywhere. It looked like, it looked like I was switching eyes. Just like, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I went to that. And then now we started promoting. Um, so I, I went and uh, bought a bunch of equipment up in 2019. It would have been from the lady up, mm -hmm. up where I had all the pulse equipment there. So now I would say I own a, a significant amount of the Strongman equipment and Mantor of competing I own, um, which is great because I like having shit. And I like to sort of – I'm a bit of a control freak, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. um, so it's nice that I own it because it's, it's also – I'm also a guy who doesn't sell it. So when people are like, yeah, we're going to put Strongman comp tires. Yeah, Devin, we're going to do it together because me and Tyler have teamed up and everything. But anybody else, I'm like, no, I'm not fucking giving you anything. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of how I got in the gym. I'm still in training. Now I just want to do some jiu-jitsu stuff. I'm really enjoying that, getting choked up by guys half my size. <laughs> fucking one guy choked up with my gi the other day, and I 
So you'd be more of a bear than a twink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. like the little ones. But a submissive yeah. bear. Yeah, submissive bear. Yeah. 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 That's really hot. With the yeah. banana hat. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little bit of how my gym journey started. That's where I'm at. I mean, now I, what, 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 I own a gym now with the wife. Um, a couple other businesses, right? And now. that kind of started as a hobby. That started. That as a, wasn't supposed to be a business. That was a home gym. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's build our home, <laughs> home gym. gym in a bar. If you see it now, it's like the idea that it was a home gym is fucking insane. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like better yeah. than most commercial gyms. So like, I win. If, if I you're never... listening and you have uh, like a half rack in your basement and maybe a York bench press. Sure. That, that's what most of us call a home that's gym. That's a home gym. Panner's got, uh, I don't know, what is that? Like commercial EFS stuff. Feet? Yeah. 3,200. 3,200 square feet. Uh, some of, most of the best equipment. Yeah. In the things that you cannot find anymore. Yeah. 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 I got that. Uh, Inverse curl. The EFS bench shit. with the Thompson fat pad. Yeah. yeah. The back attack. <laughs> That's the West Side bench. The yeah. West Side bench. No, with, it's Elite Fitness. Is it? Oh, I thought it was the West Side one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but same idea. But same yeah, idea. yeah, yeah, yeah. But got, I've got the hip belt squat from Elite Fitness. Their chest supported roll from Elite Fitness. Yeah, yeah. I got the back attack from Sornex. I got from, 50 feet from, of got, turf. 70 yeah. feet. 70 feet of turf. Yeah. Uh, it's quite the home gym. Yeah, if, it's, uh, uh, one of the better uh, home gyms in the province, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I had said when we built it, I'm like, uh, if, I'm very fussy with the membership sets. I'm like, well, if you don't like the environment, you don't like me, then you're not at my gym. Yeah. Because I don't owe any money on this damn thing. Because I bought all this equipment off of people who either A, went bankrupt, or B, needed money, or I just capitalized on when somebody's money. That's my strategy yeah. too, though. And what mine's an actual business. Yeah. If, you, if you don't like me, then get the fuck out of my gym. That's, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so yeah. mine's just been like, if you don't like me, then you're not here. And I, I don't need your money. Because yeah. the gym is a hobby. My companies in the city here are the ones that make me money. Um, but uh, I'm just fortunate enough to do that. But that's how I got into this whole thing. So your strength as a business owner was your weakness as an employee. Yeah. I, I never want to posture like you worked for me, but no, that's what it was. Time. Yeah, yeah, though no, that was a, that was a big um, a big deal for me getting involved in strengths and, and like the business that I'm in now was working for you guys originally. There's a certain brashness of you that I, I admire the heck out of, <laughs> like a hundred percent. And we've bounced together and and we've worked in gyms together. Um, we together. There's a brashness of you that I I admire the shit out of because I have the thoughts, but I don't have the follow through because. I want to present myself in a certain manner and you'll call a spade a spade. Yeah. And I think as a business owner, you stay true to your, your morals and that transfers a very powerful message to your members and to people that you turn away. Um, and it creates a level of respect. Yeah. I mean, like I have, like, I'm always like, you know, I'm very unapologetically myself. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the fuck that means. But I have, and I have clients that like, you know, we, would butt heads if we were to discuss like our our private personal feelings on things like whatever mm -hmm. whatever that might be but uh i just opt not to do that stuff but when it comes to like in the gym stuff when it comes to like things that are like um i'm not talking training philosophies but i'm talking no. about just like etiquette when i'm talking about how things should be run in my mind or whatever yeah. like i'm pretty unapologetic about that and i find that when, when you are that way which is something that i learned from you and mcdole too i know you say that you admire that about me but it's something that i learned from you guys is just to do things the way that you want to do it and right or wrong it's going to it's going to appeal to people who are in that same mindset as you yeah. so we have a gym full of people that um are all like and i mean this is a good way like they're all hard-headed they're all they all want to get do something they're all like um goal-oriented and stuff because that's the way that we yeah. you know the way that i portray my or not portray myself the way that i am yeah. and it just like appeals to the people that i want to have in my gym yeah. you know what i mean like devin said that he can kind of be because it's his own place he can be himself and whatever and that's the same way that i am too where me and, and me and my partner swint in the gym 
we're like very, very different people. And I think that you know that. Totally. Yeah. Like we're not like really the gym is like the one thing that we have in common, I would say. We we both have bulldogs and we both own a gym together. And that's pretty much what we have in common. But that's like the unifying bond between us is that we get along. You don't watch Sleepless in Seattle. I don't watch Friends all the time and I don't watch like F1. Like that's like his big thing, whatever. I tickets for that. Yeah, weird. Yeah, he's Um, a very, he's a very, he's a, he's a different guy than I am. And and that's why it works well though, honestly, is that like it it, it wouldn't. Probably the guy who suggested to watch Fifty Shades of Grey with his wife. Probably, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work if it was me and Devin. In the doing a gym together, like no. if, like if, if he, the way he runs his gym and the way that I run my gym is too similar, yeah, yeah. so it wouldn't work. So and I think that was a weakness for for Chris and I. Sure, yeah, Chris McGill, yeah. if you're listening, is that we we were very much cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and there's there's a strength in if you're dealing with a, you can't turn around and go to B. You can't you can't say hear no from dad and turn around to mom sure. and expect a yes because Chris and I were like, this is what we're doing, right. If, if you say this, then I'm also going to say this. Yeah. There's a strength to that, but there's also a great weakness because... Um, there's an inflexibility to it. And, yeah. yeah. And we also had the same weaknesses, which which weren't great for business all the time. Hmm. Um, where you you and Swint, which I love that you still call him that, <laughs> uh, you guys have very much uh, good cop, bad cop, or nurture nature, where you can verbally kick someone's ass Mm -hmm. and then he'll pat them on the back and make them feel good right and uh i've heard a lot uh from people a lot of really good things about the environment that you guys create yeah but you're probably drawing two different people so the people that wouldn't train with you will will actually whatever the word is they'll go they'll they'll gravitate towards schwind right because because the people certain people with, with his personality with how Schwinn's a great guy. He's nice. He's he's yeah, yeah. easy going. He's encouraging, right? And you you're that too. Like, but you're in a different way. Like, if you miss lift, you're gonna let a guy know. Schwinn might be a little more a little more soft for that, which is good because the gym can can cater to both people. Yeah. And because you both offer private training in the gym setting, you can target both demographics. And I find that like the people that Swint brings in, um, I like I, ro- <laughs> I no 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 no. What? <laughs> No, the, ne- the next thing I was gonna say was why I paused there because I was gonna say that I, I I rub off on them a little bit, which is like a weird way to put it. But I rub off on them a little bit, and then the people that I bring in, upon who them. have yeah, I know it's a bad idea in your gym, but the people that I come in like they tend to have more of like a hard line attitude on things that I, like like I do. Um, and then he his mentality is imprinted on them a little bit, where it's like, hey, why don't you? Uh, like I know that Tyler says this guy's a pussy, but maybe you should listen to him because he knows what he's talking about. Like yeah. some some YouTube guy or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is very much imprinted on my head from McDole, where anything that I would show him, like, what about this guy? He's like, oh, that guy's a fucking pussy. Don't listen to him. And I'd be like, there, there, okay, there's, there's <laughs> no gray area. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. if it yeah. wasn't if it wasn't like a West Side guy or an EFS guy or like an old strongman guy, Poliquin. yeah, or Paul yeah. Quinn, then it was then like it was... fuck those guys. And then I was like, yeah, for sure, like that makes sense. Fuck this guy. And then I would just and that would be the end of the conversation. Yeah, and that's something that I that I do to a fault sometimes still too. And then Swint is much more. Um, like why don't we hear what this guy has to say before we decide if he's a pussy or not? Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> but that, 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 um, I've heard that from McDole. Yeah, you go to my, I, I remember. I, I mean, I can't even see what it was, but I forget. Anyways, I brought something up to him, and it was the same thing. Well, he's 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 fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, he seems pretty good. Guy's <laughs> got a bunch of degrees, but no, he's he's, he's, he's dumb. You're, yeah. you're the boss, man. Uh, yeah. What do I know, right? Uh, so let's rewind all the way back. Uh, just training, lifting weights. What got weights. you in there? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I started going to I Dakota. I feel like you were a Dakota basement guy. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, me, me and my brother went to Dakota Community Center, and I went there with my friends from high school. Um, and I went there since I was like 16. 
you know, the way that 16-year-olds do. Like, I had no guidance. I, like, I was always kind of like, like, I wouldn't say resentful, but I was almost like when I would see kids at McDole's or wherever else kind of like assing off while they were training because, I mean, their kids are going to do that. But I'd almost be like, like, you motherfuckers don't even know. Like, I would have loved to have somebody yeah. telling me what to do and how to do it and when to do it when I was 16 because I fucking, you know, I did what everyone else did. I just ran, you know, I spun my tires and whatever. And I'm, and I'm yeah. thankful for those that time too. Like, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily go it's back and change that. Curve. It is. And it's like, I, you know, I dropped weights on myself and I figured Don't out what, what worked. what you have now. Yeah, exactly. Does, yeah. So I did that for a couple of years there. And uh, then I, I moved um, to like the, to St. Boniface so that I would drive by McDole's um, to go to work. I was working as like the secret security at, at Walmart. Um, and I, <laughs> like loss prevention. <laughs> like you watch the guys shoplifting and then you fucking nab them. But I... Uh, <laughs> I never knew that about you. Really? You didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> I, that never, I never knew that. Yeah, you just catch kids shoplifting. And still, I, I never caught shit. That? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never caught shit. Oh, I, yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know they have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the hard way, but I know they have that. your half-torn pants, yeah. yeah. I just, I just knew that you could, like, I, like they had... Um, a DVD player in the back. The computer was a DVD player. So I watched the whole series of The Wire while I was working in there. And I, I didn't catch one kid stealing shit. Yeah. But I, what I, would, I would drive by McDole's and I was like, that looks like a cool gym. Just from the sign. Like I just didn't know. Like I'd only seen community centers. You know what I mean? I didn't really yeah. know about private gyms or the idea that there would be, or not like it wasn't a private gym, but uh, like, a, like, a commer- like a locally owned gym, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so I, when I went in there, it was pretty fucking mind-blowing because the facility was huge. It was a yeah. huge gym. And it was just like, there's like shit in there I'd never seen before. And there was people that I'd never seen at gyms before. Like there was like a really weird eclectic mix there of like, there was some bodybuilding people and strongman and powerlifting and, and like a guy like Dom or whoever are just like, they're lifting weights. And I was like, how, like, this isn't even real. Like, how could this be a real thing? So I started going there and I was like, I was wrestling. Um, so I, I've done pro wrestling. I'm kind of off and on with it right now, but I've done it for about 10 years. Are you still involved? Yeah, I just, I, I recently have kind of started picking up some matches again here. We, we can get into yeah. We can get in another episode. Two weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. got one coming up. We got one coming up right away. Yeah. But um, I was, like, with the wrestling that I was doing came, like, a really, and I'm, I'm like, whatever. I was, like, partying. Like, I was drinking, doing lots of drugs, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a different period in my life than I, than I'm certainly in now, whatever. And, but the, the lifting was, like, something that kind of angered me a little bit where I was, like, I have to get bigger and stronger and I have to be here so I can't do it as much as I want to do I still was fucking partying like crazy yeah but um, I had to kind of like keep up with these guys and I didn't want to be the one dude who's like like getting smaller or weaker or whatever you know what I mean so that kind of like helped me to change my perspective on it a little bit took a few years um, of like you know wraparound weekends and buddies basements and stuff like that whatever but um, eventually when I started doing strongman with Dom because I was bouncing at bar I with him and he was like, why don't you just try this thing with me? I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, that gave me something where I was like, no, I can't go out and party tonight because I'm training tomorrow morning with you. It gave Dom. you some discipline. Yeah, it gave me something that I had that? to, it, it gave me an accountability that I didn't have before because I was always training on my own. What year was that? 2015, I think. 15, 15 or 16. So I was like, I mean, uh, 15. Maybe 15. Yeah. So I, Dom was like, why don't you just start training with me? Because he, and, he, and Dom was, and Dom was a guy who was like, um, uh, what like what's the way to put it? like if you if if you weren't giving a shit he just wouldn't give a shit about you yeah so especially yeah. in the gym like if you if you were like I'm gonna give this thing a try and he'd be like okay well now respect for you has gone up a little bit yeah. and I worked with the guy so I wanted to keep it simple whatever and I liked lifting heavy and whatever so I did it with him I competed so I started training with Dom and then like three weeks later I competed um, I did like a novice show 
And then which show was that? It was in uh, it was in Saskatoon. It was in a gym there called Synergy that doesn't yeah. it does like CrossFit now. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a cool show and it was fun and and I it it went well and I was uh, I kept. Well, you going. were probably only like two thirty then. Yeah, probably about yeah. that actually. Yeah. So maybe maybe two forty. <clears throat> so I I so small. I know. So I I did well in that one and then we went on to like I just was training with Dom and like this like Dom training was like you could only be Dom and do what he did. Like you can't, for me, it only worked. It was like, I was getting like the beginner gains and stuff, whatever, but eventually yeah. I had to kind of do my own thing. So that's we'll when have I have to have him on a, a sh show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think Dom or Chris will be our first guest. How, how that guy progressed the gym to the level he did blew any, it didn't, it didn't even make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, how he could do what he did and just, just, yeah, just skyrocket. Yeah. And I, I, I love Dom to death. Uh, one of my favorite people that I met through, the the iron sports um but he is like he's a creature yeah, yeah. there's no one else he's, like him no, no one for else better like or for worse and, you know? and, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll fluff him when he's on the show but yeah, sorry yeah. go on and, and then i so i started getting more serious in the strongman stuff and then um we uh i'm trying to think where, where that would have put me so we, when when mcdowell's closed and went to midtown me and you and McDowell sort of had, and Dom all kind of had like a little falling out, like whether it was like a spoken thing or an unspoken thing, kind of. I don't think there was, there was never like an argument or a fight or anything, but it was, it was just time like time and a black space. Yeah, like, it was just, it we was didn't just know weird. when we were opening. Yeah. You needed to pace the train. He needed to place the train. Yeah. Chris and I are just trying to open a freaking business. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's, as, as you both know, yeah. Maybe more you than you, no offense, but you open a home home gym at 32,000 square feet or 3,200. But there's hurdles to opening a gym right? that at that time you we, probably we were, didn't We weren't trying to hear that. Yeah. We weren't trying to hear that there was stuff going on. We were trying to hear that you guys can train. Yeah. Exactly, you were focused on your goal. Exactly how you want to in this moment. Yeah. yeah. So then I, I had my first uh, pro-am, which was War of the West at that one, and I fucking did shit I did exactly where I should have been at that point but I had been doing really well in shows up to that point so I had a, a better like a higher impression of where I should have been at that yeah. point and I didn't do well so I was pissed off and I had a little bit of a a debate as to what like I was you know should have been qualified for this show didn't get qualified blah 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 so then I got myself uh, in a little bitch mood about it and I stopped doing strongman for a while because I was like fuck this you know I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'll teach them I'll just stop doing it like as yeah. if they yeah. as if anyone gives a shit and um, you showed up. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow! Like, so, sorry, we don't we don't get your fifty dollars registration anymore. Like, whatever, right? So I stopped for a while, and I and I and I really focused on wrestling. Though that was kind of the the thing that makes it not feel like a a waste of time or a regret yeah. was that I I put a focus on wrestling, and I got to go to Germany a couple times, and like the Netherlands and like and China? China, like all on somebody else's dime. I was I was stayed there for a few months at a time each time. So it was like a really cool experience and a really cool time for me. So I don't have any kind of regrets for the time that I took off from Strongman. But now that I, when COVID hit, um, I was, there was no wrestling. There was no traveling. And um, I was. Don't want to be in China. Don't want to be in China. That, I, got, I got back from China just before that. So yeah. um, I was, um, yeah, no, I was, it was, it was just a, a time for me to find something else to do with wrestling, which is really kind of why I felt like it, I, I had reached a, a natural sort of end to where I, like, I didn't want to wait for two years or, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be two years at the time, but I just didn't want to wait for however long it might be. So yeah, I started, you didn't want to wait for 14 days to flatten the curve. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's what you were, yeah, you were so, yeah. So I started doing something else. I started putting more of a focus on strongman. And then when we, excuse me, when we um, opened the, 
the gym, I was able to like make that my my main focus. And especially now that we had a, a business that I couldn't I couldn't just be gone every weekend for wrestling. And um, then so I yeah with with the with the gym that's been my main focus. And I I got my pro status last year at war at the Western Canada Strongest Man. Went to Canada Strongest Man this year. Yeah. Um, had a had a blast there. And then now we're on to our my first season as a pro this year. Yeah. Um, CSM, uh, so exciting. Yeah, so that was like one of my long term. So like last year in in one show I achieved sorry, CSM Canada Strongest, Strongest Man. Man. Sorry yeah. for people who don't know. Last year I achieved like three goals in one show, which was I wanted to do westerns, I wanted to get my pro status, and I wanted to do Canada Strongest Man. So I did all th- all three of those in one time by 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 podiuming at westerns and earning a spot at Canada Strongest Man and earning my pro status in the yeah. same breath. Um, now I'll say. Uh, before we carry this on I've been coaching for 16 years now and holy shit yeah <laughs> it, it's 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 a long time two 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 of my my coaching quotes uh, I'm already going off what I, I just got five words into two of my coaching quotes are I have tattoos older than you yeah <laughs> or I've been coaching longer than you've been alive mm-hmm. if someone wants to question something um, and it's not valid like if you ask a question to get more intelligent, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you probably a very long-winded answer that you didn't want. Right. But if you're challenging me, yeah, the long and short of it is I've been coaching longer than you've been alive, right? And I'm unapologetic about that. Um, but in in that time, uh, I've I've had countless clients that I've become friends with uh, that I just I, I think the world of um, that have gone on to do incredible things. But two of the people in this time that I was more excited about training, um, you, because I grew up such a wrestling nerd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you, you came in, and that's what you were originally training for. Yeah, that was the original goal. And you were, I, I think the best way to say it is on the radar for WWE. Yeah, I would say that's probably is, is that that's with, appropriate. Yeah, without, I, 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 I was putting it out of proportion or downplaying. No, I wasn't like by no means were they offering me a contract, but I had been like I I was I had con- been in contact. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my my coach ego was like, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it happens for him, because hmm. if it happens for him, that's the tail end of a dream for me. Sure, because you were pursuing yeah. something that. I never did. Um, I didn't know how to do, and and football just kind of led my path for years. Um, and then the other was Rory, who who also worked for us at at the Stradbrook location. Um, and I feel bad forgetting his last name, but he was a catcher, uh, a baseball catcher at University of Winnipeg. And uh, oh yeah, 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 Rory. Yeah. He, he worked there for a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a nice guy. Um, those those. Like football, or sorry, baseball and wrestling are, are two of like my loves that I didn't pursue mm-hmm. because I was so involved in something else. And being able to train an athlete in each of those sports was like an extension for me to be like, this is the best I can do in that sport. And I'm going to give these guys more than what they ask for, more than what they pay for. I want to see them succeed because a small piece of their success will be for me. Sure. Yeah. And you'll, you'll always go down... Uh, for me, as long as I coach and, and my, my stuff's pretty general public now, um, which I'm really enjoying, but 
you'll always go down for me as like one of the athletes I was most excited to train. Oh, that's cool. Well, and I'm glad you gave up millions in wrestling WWE yeah. to be a non-paid <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it might be the right choice for sure yeah and a non-paying podcast host yeah absolutely yeah exactly I mean, yeah this is literally costing us money <laughs> um, I don't think John Cena has a podcast no I don't think You'll he does always have yeah. that no yeah. I don't think he does yeah um, lots of guys lots of people even say he isn't even there yeah exactly there so, you go yeah. you can't see him yeah um, training for me yeah, what, uh, you, what what where in the 80s did you start training? The early, <laughs> early 80s. Uh, I watched Teen Wolf and I wanted to surf on a van. Muscle Beach. Yeah. No, um, you know what's funny is... Like after uh, you met Kurt Cobain. <laughs> if I met Kurt Cobain, we probably would have followed the same thing. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to start a third podcast <laughs> if I'm around for it. Um, no, you know what happened was uh, in high school, believe it or not, I was... Uh, a above average defensive back and receiver in football. And uh, my, my goal was to play in the CFL, like, like a lot of high school football players. And uh, going into grade 12, our offensive line coach, Jay Campbell, uh, kind of approached me. And he was like, you... You, you express these dreams. You want to do these things. What are you doing to achieve them? I'm like, oh, I'm good at football. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's you. what I'm doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Can you not tell what I'm doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he I'm was seven like, concussions deep. Yeah. Can you not tell? Yeah. Uh, at, in, in high school, I might have been that deep. But uh, he's like, yeah, you're good. But everyone that goes to university is good. Hmm. Uh, so I'm like, okay. And he's like, if you go to university with this body, you'll get your ass kicked. And it was it, it was the first person in my in in my athletic life that ever kind of gave it to me straight of yeah. like, you're fucking dreaming. Mm. And uh, so I was like, okay. And he's like, meet me at the Y tomorrow at six. I'm like, wow, there's two sixes. <laughs> <laughs> I know the one I have dinner at, uh, but I bust to the South Y. And I met him, and uh, he trained me for a semester of school, mm. and I met him there four times a week, and 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 God bless him, uh, he never asked me for anything, he he just took me under his wing. I didn't even play the position he coached. He this, just took this me was under this wasn't that football coach. Not that was. football coach. No, he <laughs> yeah. ma- which yeah. wing he take you under? Um, <laughs> his bat wing. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, not coach out of kangaroo punch. Um, ironically, <laughs> he was one of my high school coaches, though. I, yeah, I know he's a lot of people's high school yeah. coaches. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, I never got in his hot tub. So, um, <laughs> I always make fun of Deloli for that, too. Cause he, cause he was never, he was like cut from the team. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he must have been ugly. He must have been, <laughs> he must have been an ugly young man. Um, you know what's funny about that though is I know, I know, I I know a lot of guys who played for him. Yeah, yeah. And we've had conversations where we're joking, but there's an element of like, well, why not me? <laughs> and, and, but, then, but but that that's. That's you're not, as, you're as like, manipulative. You're, like, hot, like, you're not uh, playing like, Crash Survivors, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but all all the guys I know that that we joke about that and ask that uh, we're we're strong individuals mentally. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and and that's not who he preyed on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah you know, he picked guys that would go to your coach's house and and go in his hot tub. Like, right. how how weird is that? Um, but the coach, the, the coach who who worked, never asked for anything from me. We'd show up at the gym. We'd work out. He'd go to his day job. I'd I'd go. To, I'd bust the school. And uh, but part of me fell in love with the training because I'm like I'm growing. My body's changing. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better at football. But there's like a side element of you have to give back. At the time, it was to your sport. Hmm. At the time, my mentality was like, this guy's giving back to football. But as I got older, I'm like, I, I think part of training is is giving back to training. For sure. Yeah. Sure, like the, like and, Dave Tate's big thing, right? And and we'll, we'll get into yeah. Dave Tate and, yeah. and my second question for this. Um, but, but Jay Campbell is the one that was like, if you want to survive, you have to lift weights. And then because I didn't want to be a bitch in front of one of my coaches who's yeah. giving his free time to me, right. I could never quit. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to, there, there were moments where I'm like, I don't want to play university this bad. Right. Like this is hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna do it because this guy is is showing up for me, so I'm gonna show up for him. Right, and I think I've carried that attitude my my whole training life, um, and I I think I train people with that attitude, which can rub some people the wrong way because not everyone has that attitude. Yeah, but I'm like, I will give you a hundred percent of me, mm. but if you don't give me a hundred percent of you, I'll be very pissy with you. Mm. Yeah. And not everyone knows how to tap into 100% of them. And not everyone wants to. Some people just want to like feel good or it's a social thing or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but that's what got me into training. And then when I moved west to play football, uh, one of our guys, Charles Bazilowicz, got this program from the University of North Carolina. And I actually took it from him without him knowing. And... I I photocopied and printed the whole thing, um, and this is like pre Amazon, mm -hmm. pre pre smartphone, pre everything. Like you had to like mail in to order stuff. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just like I'm I I basically stole that book from him, and I read it start to finish, and and started falling in love with the theory of training, which made me fall in love with training even more so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, so, so that would have been like 17 years old and, and fairly innocently just like, I just want to be the best football player I can be. But, but finding something that I'm extremely passionate about, sometimes to a fault, um, because I will write people off if they don't match my passion. Yeah. Um, but that leads me into my, my kind of uh, follow-up to this is from lifting as an athlete who, uh, as a as an individual or or multiple people, um, kind of inspired you to want to coach and give back to lifting? Because you already mentioned mine, and I I will go on for for days and episodes about this man. Um, but who 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 was the 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 person that you're like? I want to do. I want to follow you. Your, your word, your training methods, um, and give back to... Well, I was, I was going to say, before we get into that, like what, what got you 
because we're going to get into that, but what mm. got you from athlete to kinesiology to owning a gym to, like, where's your history and all that? Yeah, you were your, your football yeah. athlete. What brought you to that? So um, Before we get into that one, because that'll be a long-winded thing on its own. Yeah. Because we obviously have all people we look up to between people you see on the internet, we've just read their, yeah. their stuff, yeah. to the literature, to, to where we are, right? Uh, so, so honestly, because, because of Coach Campbell... Um, and what he did for me and how I felt it empowered me. Um, I knew I wanted to give back and I was either going to coach football, uh, but I, I quickly, people were asking me questions in the gym. Yeah. And, um, and then when I moved out West, uh, which is playing junior football before university, um, I'm, I'm bringing guys to the gym with me because I wanted someone to train with, but I'm, I'm kind of training them at the same time. And, and you see the camaraderie that it builds and you're like, if, if I'm working my hardest and I can make my teammates work harder, then collectively we're, we're better as a team. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, so, so that, and that's the camaraderie of strength sports opposed to bodybuilding or that shit. Yeah. That's the camaraderie that comes that, with it. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's a whole other. If we can work, if we can collectively get better, yeah, I still want to beat you. Yeah. But if we can collectively get better, we're, if we can yeah. work hard together, we're all going to get better. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I, I knew at like 19 I wanted to open a gym um, and that's what I went to university to do and then um, I was I was going into my CFL draft year and I, I knew I had to do more than what I was doing um, so I I hired Chris McDowell okay. uh, to to prep me for for going into my my final season uh, of college football and um, I couldn't afford to to pay him, so I'm like, I will, I'll, I'll vacuum the gym, I'll scrub toilets, I'll do anything to train here, and I started doing that, and and him and I talking, and I I must have been, I look back, I must have been such a pain in the ass, because <laughs> because we would be there like twelve hours a day, and then I'm like, Chris, what book are you reading? Is he that much older than you? He's four years older than me. Oh, okay, yeah. But at the end of the day, I Chris, what book are you reading? Chris, who are guys that you read? Chris, who are guys that you listen to? And, and it was just like, meh, 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 like picking at him. And I'm like, th- looking back, I'm like, this guy probably just wanted to go home. I asked him, to say, I asked him and you the same question. Mm-hmm. So I was at McDowell's, yep. Yeah. And I, w- I would look at a book on his, his desk and I, I'd write it down and I'd order it. And um, that... Uh, it was just then you start building relationships with people. I think my mindset has changed over the year, but over the years. But um, I, I really wanted. I, I think all of us initially we want to train athletes. It, it's yeah. so cool to train athletes. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not a coach yet, it sucks to train athletes. Um, <laughs> That's not where you want to go. With your no, they're 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 like the biggest handful, if you and, want and true we'll happiness, probably. Just stick to general population. Yeah, uh, we'll have an, a whole episode about that. Yeah, but uh, you're you're like, I want to give people what I never had. You live and you live through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, that that really like fueled my passion. Uh, even working for Chris, my goal was to to have my own place, and then him and I really created like a very cool brothership, and. Uh, a give and take and and you know you, albeit a small one sharing a brain 
and uh, <laughs> you know he he would write a program down, and I'd I'd understand it right away. Yeah. And he'd say something to a client, and and I could regurgitate it to other clients. Um, you know, and and there's like a real real strong brotherhood in the early days, where. I, I know I realized, I, I hope he realized, or I feel like he realized that uh, we were stronger together than apart. Um, so me opening my own place to compete with him or us having a business partnership, yeah. uh, we're stronger as, as business partners. And um, that got me into coaching. Hmm. All right, no, I just wanted to how it all came full circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, he really, uh, if it weren't, for, for Chris, uh, you know, I like to think I would have opened my own gym and, and Lord knows what would have become of that. But, um, you know, for a guy, a young guy, he's 29 at the time, um, getting his own gym off the ground, That's letting a kid scrub his toilets and, and like doing a favor yeah. to be like, I know you can't trade, can't pay for your training. Um, but you're, you're showing that passion and, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to give you a shot. And, uh, you know, that really got my foot in the door. And, and I mean, we've, we still work together. We still collaborate on things. And, uh, you know, 16 years going on 17. Uh, just, you know, it, it's incredible and very, very grateful for everything. It's really hard to imagine Mitole ever being 29 years old. Yeah, I know, oh, right? Yeah. I can't even. Oh, Especially now without the beard. I can't even picture that in my head. You know what? Now, now that I've, I've said all the nice things. Uh, very like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like just a goatee, no other Frazier, not even a mustache, goatee, frosted tips. The guy, <laughs> no. probably, the guy was like 215 <clears throat> with, with like NFL receiver abs. Wow. Like, frosted tips. I, I kid you not. I kid you not. And I'll, I'll have him confirm it on the show he one day. Hair. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, even that. Um, absolute pretty boy. He had the, the silver hoop earrings gauged. Holy uh, shit. Uh, yeah, it, it was a completely different character. and But it was, it was a strongman thing. Yeah. When uh, we used to all be outlaws, and it was like beards weren't cool yet, and tattoos weren't cool yet, and, <laughs> yeah. and all this stuff. And having like a, a good power gut wasn't cool yet. And we're just like, well, you know what? We're going to Pancake House before we train. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. <clears throat> No. What, what, do, what do we want for time on this one for these things? Uh, we'll do two one-hour episodes. Yeah, we're just, just, just keep rolling right from one to the other? So we... Yeah, we'll just run through and we'll find a break in the action. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If anyone wants to refresh their drinks, let's do it now. I yeah, need so to refresh. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Um, maybe we'll call this episode yeah, one. All right, so we're going to call it there for the first one. Um, this has been Strong and Petty, episode one, with me, Tyler Sigurdsson, Devin Penner, Dave Beakley, and uh, follow or follow us on Instagram at uh, at Strong and Petty. Yep. Make sure you keep your eyes open for the the YouTube channel. I think's coming up, and uh, find the spot the podcast on Spotify, Apple. Uh, you know, you know all the stuff. To find where I'll find all the shit, and that's it. <laughs>